So welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy. Let's get rolling. Honesty hour. I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I'm Izzy, and I'm super excited to be joined by Oscar Castillo from Modern Notoriety. He's the founder and has built something super, super, super dope. Oscar, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, man. For those who don't know who you are, that don't know what you've really had an impact on or anything like that, uh, you want to give them an intro as to who Oscar is? So I originally started as a blogger and um, I started like in the mid late 2000s and my biggest uh, my biggest goal was to put Chicago sneaker culture on the map in a digital way. Um, there were sneaker blogs that existed at that time, but a lot of them didn't really cover anything that was going on in Chicago. So I was on a forum called Nike Talk, which a lot of people that are doing stuff in the industry most likely came from. Uh, uh, and I would always see these insane, you know, events happening on the East Coast and West Coast. And here, you know, we are Jordan Town, you know, home of the Bulls, and like nobody was really posting anything that was happening in the city. So I picked up a, an Olympus camera that my mom, you know, bought me and my voice recorder, and I just started going uh, to different stores and just interviewing the store owners and taking pictures of. Um, of the store just to post it and I was doing it for free because I felt like it was if I was I was in the position to do something about it and I just I was just, you know what man like I'm gonna try to like if you google Chicago sneaker culture there has to be articles that come up um, and uh, and at that time there weren't any so um, I started there then I was blogging a little bit at Nice Cakes and a few other outlets and in 2010 i just wanted to start my own thing and you know 10 years later we're here um now we do you know from the curation to activations to uh we create for a lot of brands um we we created the aesthetic that you know a lot of uh a lot of the adidas uh you know units use now visually um yeah we've done a lot of cool stuff uh in, in like the past decade man so it's it's just a it's just a mouthful. At this point, you're uh, ten years in on a journey that's, um, from what I know, is ever evolving, and you're you're changing it up. You're and you're you're constantly learning. Um, how how has that transition looked, and how has that changed um, in your your journey, like from when you first started just writing articles to today? Oh man, um, it evolved so many times into to different things. Like every year was a different goal. It was like a different, you know, mindset that I started the year with because I started blogging, then I wanted to shoot product and then I wanted to do video and then I wanted to create, you know, like I wanted to have a different approach every year with what I was passionate about, right? So I'm writing about sneakers and I'm writing about these stores. How can I like step my game up and contribute more? Okay. 
I picked up a camera and started shooting product. And like I, I solely shoot if it's not athletes, it's straight footwear product. And to me, you know, with my Olympus camera, I was shooting stuff in like 2008. You know, just getting familiar with what my camera was able to do, and you know, just understanding footwear aesthetic visually, understanding like the sides, the sides of it, how to shoot it from different angles and things like that. And it just turned into so many different things, man. And um, you know, it, it it like it was a journey that taught me a lot of lessons and it taught me a lot of skills. Um, I wanted to approach this with, um, you know, just approach it differently. Sometimes people just stay in one lane, and I just wanted to diversify, you know, what I could create from it. So, eighteen-year-old Oscar, if you're if you're if you have the opportunity to travel back in time, and tell him like, "Yo, this is what you do now." Is he going to believe you? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, uh, simply because, you know, like every every person in this world goes through a doubt phase. And they'll always go through that doubt phase until, you know, I feel like you, 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 you live through that. Um, and it might be a doubt you get over at a specific period of a time of your life, but you're going to be doubtful of other things. But I think that, like, with doubt comes perseverance. I think that, like, everyone needs to doubt themselves at some point to understand how to break and how to rebuild and how to be like reborn spiritually a lot of them a lot of times you know i felt like i didn't know what what, what i was doing I, I i felt like i didn't know what i was doing i felt like it was a waste of time you know there was a lot of relationships there was a lot of friendships relationships um and a lot of things that you know i sacrificed or a lot of you know friendships and relationships that didn't work out because they didn't understand what I was trying to do and I have no regrets you know I have no regrets and everything happened the way that it did because it was supposed to happen that way um and if I mean but if I were to go back and tell my 18 year old self um uh anything I'd probably tell myself hey listen it's gonna be painful but you're gonna be all right (laughs) so when you talk about activations it's something that even when we've talked about it not recording on a podcast it, it seems like you light up when talking about activations what about that really gets you excited and what's been your favorite one so far my biggest um struggle and misunderstanding uh specifically with brands is brands don't reach out to individuals that have a hold of the city or that have a hold of their consumer or that understand their consumer uh they they don't reach out to people that can actually bring like people out right so you know a lot of the times where i've been where i've gone to an event where a brand was activating it was it was most likely an agency that was doing that and sometimes it'd be empty sometimes it'd be completely irrelevant to the eye like from the build outs and the people that were there it was just very it wasn't done well and i realized that the reason why a lot of these events really flop is because most likely the person that was reached out to was is out of touch has never been part of the culture and doesn't know the consumer me i still buy sneakers i have a, a sneaker streetwear blog we have a, a huge following i understand the consumer better than a lot of people at brands understand their consumer not to knock them or anything like that, but I'm we're we're the ones publishing these articles and we're seeing what does well, so we're seeing what's selling. Like we're we're understanding what's appealing to the eye to the consumer. We're seeing what 
links they're going to click on, how the picture needs to look in order for them to purchase. Uh, just all these small little things. And, um, you know, I get excited when I talk about activations because when I get those opportunities, like it really, it, it, it just, everything that I believed in, like what I just said, it, it comes into fruition and prove that, prove that it's true. Um, a lot of the events, all the build outs, all the people that come out, it's all organic. It's all organic. And, you know, I, I, my, one of my biggest events, one of my favorite, most favorite events was we did an activation with Puma and we did it uh, in partnership with Finish Line. And this was November 2018. We went from doing a, a Air Max event with Nike in 2015 in their yoga studio to having to rent out a wedding venue for us to do this because the capacity was, we knew the capacity was going to be ridiculous, but the capacity ended up being ridiculous. And, you know, the line went around the block, a logo was um, projected onto the, onto the, onto this other building that was like right next to the building where we had our event at, uh, you know, we were dying, we were dying shirts, we were screen printing shirts, we were just creating an experience, an authentic experience that was going to be relevant to the attendees because we knew what was relevant. I have this, like, I've always had this foresight. I've always had this instinct of what was going to be popping. And as far as like aesthetic, as far as like, you know, what people were going to be into. And I just always, I just happened to always hit the nail on the head with what people are going to, we're going to gravitate towards. And this is one of the reasons why every single event we've had with a brand, we did one with Puma, we did one with Nike, we've, we've, we've done one with Reebok when they first opened their store. The reason why people gravitate towards is because they know that we'll, we know how to present things. We know how to make this shit cool because I'm in the position where the owner and the consumer are one and the same. The owner of a sneaker blog is also a consumer of your product. So I understand who's buying what and I see who's buying what and I see the type, the aesthetic, the, the just, just like all around have this knowledge and mind you I, I've been doing this since pre-social media so I've seen everything evolve since day one which it, it, it plays a huge part into me being um, me, to me understanding and having consistency with all the events that, that I've done massive part I think too like you do so much uh, you come from humble beginnings and you do so much to really give back to not just the the community that you came from, but the community that you're a part of right now in the creative community in Chicago. So do you want to talk about Through the Lens uh, a little bit and, and what that really is and, and, and the accomplishments that have come with that? Every, every event that I've had, I wanted it to be an extension of what I was passionate about or what I'm passionate about. My passion is footwear, photography, lookbook, street basketball aesthetic like you know on foot footwear you know in that realm but i said to myself you know what like modern is uh it's big enough for it to host events and do events so why not instead of it being me give this opportunity to other photographers in the city uh and create like uh, create a gallery out of the images that they create in partnership with the brand right so 
you have 30 photographers and we partner up with the brand. The brand sends us the product and then they create their images. Now you're seeing the brand in through 30, thir- through 30 different lenses. And to celebrate the occasion, you know, we throw this gallery and, you know, people from the brand are there. Like, you don't know who they're going to, you know, might reach out to. Uh, 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 you know, they might look at a photo that uh, somebody took and they might be like, you know what, this is amazing. This is what we want for our for our you know digital and our you know, this is what we want with our product so you know let's let's go with this person it's just all these different things um you know there's been a lot of careers that have been made from those shows uh, from those shows that i had i've had too you know um we have like these like little cards that say something about the photographer and their handle and you know at the bottom of the frame you you know you 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 can you can look their work up you know if a brand comes in and just reaches out to that person there's been times where brands have reached out to multiple people um you know and it's it's like it's like my way of kind of like using my resources to pull everyone from this city and put them into one place and say you know what man like this is your event this is like this is you this is this is to celebrate your creativity um because unfortunately you know there's just not really a lot of occasions where creators are celebrated so i do what i can um with what i have to to be able to do that the the coolest part about that is you're obviously you're you're connecting these these photographers with maybe resources or connections uh with brands that they may not have had um but you're educating as well so when we talk about educating um and you you've been learning on the go and learning on the fly one of the first things that a creative really struggles with is when they're confident enough in their work to say, okay, I'm available for hire or my art's for sale or anything like that. They really do not know how to price themselves. They really push themselves into a corner um, where they can't charge more or they can't get what they're worth or anything like that. So do you have any advice for that creative that is kind of really just trying to get someone to pay them to do work and doesn't know like how to put a price on what they do. This is going to sound ridiculous to a lot of people, but I think that like the, the, the work that you really feel that your work has should be instinctive. A lot of people, they'll pick up a camera and they'll spend a month shooting and automatically want to get paid when it doesn't work like that. If you don't spend time with your craft and you don't put passion and love, into it you are never going to know how much your work is going to be worth and a lot of creatives um especially like in 2021 you know they'll they'll have photos or they'll create something but never really take constructive criticism well which is the which is like a really like which is like a big red flag um but once you know, once you're confident in your work, and you're, but I mean, when I mean confident, like you know what, I, I think I did a pretty good job in this, and I, in in my heart, I feel like my work is worth whatever amount I put out there. Like, then you'll you'll just know, like you'll, it'll be instinctive, and you'll off the bat say, okay, you know what, I I I'm gonna charge this 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 amount because that's what I'm gonna price my work at because I spent a year, two years, you know, even like six months practicing with my camera and this is the result and this is what's this is this is what how much my work is going to be worth but a lot of the times it just doesn't work it doesn't work like that you know like there's photographers or there's creatives that see it work for other people then they automatically jump on it and they think it's easy and then they come up with some subpar stuff 
and then they can't take the the they can't take like the criticism and they can't take the like the like the shutdown i guess right um but you'll know instinctively like you just have to you just have to let the work speak for itself instead of instead of instead of instead of you speaking for your work if anybody doesn't know who you are does and is listening to this and just scrolls through your instagram Obviously, we're at this point. We're at this point of the episode where you've said you're from Chicago. You're you you really rep the city. How was it? And me growing up in this around the city as well, I knew how electric the time the city was when Derrick Rose was a member of the Chicago Bulls. How was it going back and and being able to shoot D Rose? um as the the chicago kind of boy that 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 lived inside you man every time so i've only had like so the first time i ever took a picture of rose was like at a house of hoops in like 2012 and i was so geeked it was a shitty picture but it was it was crazy it was it was it was rose right um and then fast forward to 2019 um they had they just had this thing called a super shoot and off the bat like like the, the the Chicago shit comes out of you, you know what I'm saying? Like it just comes out of you when you meet from somebody from Chicago and shit. Like like that frequency, like the first few words, and like this, like you might meet somebody from Chicago, like in like uh, you know in, in LA or something uh, that used to live here and moved out there. But as soon as you start talking, you can really you can be like, man, this this dude's from Chicago, like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just, it's just it's just like it's just like we have such I feel like Chicagoans have such a unique way of communicating and like the frequency that we give, you know, and like it, 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 it that's how it kind of happened with like Rose, like it just it just it just happened, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, like it it, 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 it was as if I knew him for like so many years, but I, it was the first time I was meeting him, like in person you feel me like even yeah. with his i st- even people people with his crew like I, people in his crew i still talk i still talk to him i still text him you know like we use a lot of chicago slang and shit like you know uh you know D- Derek's from inglewood i was from fucking humble park and shit you feel me yeah. so it's like it's like it's like it's 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 it was like two different areas but the same city and it's like we use the same language uh uh um like we we just use the same slang the same language when we talk about the sneaker industry, uh, you've been around it for a long time. What needs to change about about the sneaker industry? What needs to change, and what can change tomorrow to make sure that uh, there's way there's there's way more black and brown people people of color, let's just say, involved in an industry that profits off our culture? Yeah, um, I mean, I've always said this since I started to the content quote-unquote content creation space that's something that's fairly new in this industry this that whole term that whole thing you know it, it people started to say things like that in like 2016 2017 and i've had situations where you know like i, I let's just say that there the content creation industry there's a lack of diversity in the content creation industry. Like it's 
it's something that's always affected me. Like people might see these photos and they might see like, damn, all right, cool. Like he's like, nah, bro. Like I had to really like, you know, go up the stairs with my knees type shit. And, you know, I communicate a certain way and I am not, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a fucking, I'm Salvadorian. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I am from, I'm from Chicago. I, I am from the inner city. You know, I grew up immigrant, poor mom. You know, we used to live in Lathrop Homes, um, which is uh, used to be like a, it was like one of the only projects where it was like, you know, black and Latino families. And so I felt like I wasn't, I just felt like I wasn't white enough to shoot certain things. And I feel like I've also gotten, uh, at, you know, in the past, like I got cut from certain things because I wasn't like, let's just go with somebody that's white because that we feel safer that way. And I don't need to be told directly you can just tell you know you can just you can just tell yeah and and you know there's been situations where you know i've seen privilege happen in front of me and um you know what i'm really grateful for are the brands that understand like the brands and the people that I, i the people at these brands they understand they understand what's going on and i'm really grateful for them like i'm really grateful for the people that like believe in me and don't see you know, don't, you know, aren't weird about hiring a person, you know, especially Lati- like, you know, Latino and shit, like mm-hmm. shooting certain things. Um, and I'm really grateful for them. Like, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, I do, I do a lot of uh, basketball uh, product uh, photography and, you know, the people that, um, that reach out to me, like they see it too. You know what I'm saying? Like they see it too. And they see, they see it, they see it as a problem. And, um, you know, I'm really verbal with how I feel because I just been through a lot. Like, it's not easy. Like I might have modern notoriety and my, I might have like, you know, like a bunch of followers, but it doesn't mean shit because I feel like sometimes like it, it, in order for you to really make it in this industry or, or, or in order for you to really actually be somebody, you just have to be, you know, not a, a PLC. Um, and that goes for like, agencies too like i wanted to be a creative agency you know like i i wanted to do those cool things too but i felt like i couldn't because i was i wasn't white mm-hmm. um so you know i'm you know and you know my mom my mom my mom was telling me my mom would tell me about this stuff even when i was young like my mom couldn't get a a a, 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 a like a city job uh because you know like she wasn't she she wasn't white you know like 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 there's like there's a lot of things that my mom there's a lot of experiences that my mom has gone through and when I started to get busier, when I started to get, you know, um, when I started to like build MN, she would always just be, you know, uh, very straightforward about that. Like, look, you might have all these things going on for you, but you have to understand that, you know, there's a, there's a chip on your shoulder. Like they might see you and they might be like, you know, what the fuck does Mexican know? Does this Mexican know? You know, so just already yeah. assuming that I'm Mexican and say what I'm not. But like that's that's how a lot of people think. They'll try to you know they'll try to be like, nah, like we'll just go with someone, and the person that they go with is just happens to be white. I just been in a lot of situations. I've been in this game for a long for a long time, man. And like you know, like I I feel like I'm I'm blessed to live in this era because we're seeing like a lot of like a lot of change now, and um and I'm grateful for the people at the brands that see that it's a problem, you know, like and it's 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 I, I i'm hoping that it gets better i'm hoping that like you know like they start to see um the the lack of diversity um in this industry um 
man, I, I just, I have so many stories, bro. Like, it, it just, I, like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I, everybody wants to take photos and everybody wants to shoot video for brands, right? But it just always happens to be the same type of people. Mm-hmm. And they just always like, I, I would be in places where I felt out of place and shit. Like I was, I would get anxiety, bro, because it was just like, damn, okay. Like, am I supposed to be here? And like, am I supposed to be shooting here? Like, am I like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, like it, it was just a weird feeling, bro. And some people might be like, no, nah, you know what, bro? I think you're like kind of like over exaggerating. You might be like thinking, you know, thinking too deep with it. But when it's like literally every set and it's every event and it's every, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it can't be by coincidence. And sometimes you do feel out of place because it's like, damn, like, cause, you know, it just, you just, it, you'll feel the energy is there where you'll feel like you're out of place and shit. But, you know, I just, again, man, with my hands and knees going up the stairs and, on, on stone steps bro like for real it's, it's been hard um it's one of the reasons why i'm so low-key too man it's just it, it was just a, a a crazy painful journey but in 2021 i feel like brands are kind of just saying you know what like this shit needs to change like there's there's plcs that can also do dope shit there's plcs that also can have agencies and if anything, POCs are probably have a better idea of who our consumer is and how they gravitate towards product. Because we are the consumer. Exactly. So, you know, it, 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 it's just a lot, bro. And I get, I get like, the fire ignites in me because I've just been in things, like situations in the past where, you know, I've been cut from a lot of stuff, man. And, you know, the person that ends up getting it or the, you know, happens to be, you know, not a plc so you know and and then and uh yeah man i don't know i don't like i'm really i'm really i'm really i'm really passionate in my my in my drive uh is you know to be able to be a minority you know like me and my mother left el salvador to escape the war and you know where do people go where their resources are privatized and where do people go when you know a foreign a foreign uh, a foreign country comes and takes everything they go back to they go to the foreign country that conquered them right so <laughs> that's the that's one of the reasons why we came here because yeah. a lot of the resources were privatized by you know by this country and we really had no choice because we weren't going to go anywhere else central america and south america were in shambles at the time um i was still in shambles but you know we, we came here because there are the water the exports the resources everything was privatized by you know private investment companies from the u.s so it's deep bro it is it deep, is deeper deeper deep. Deep, deeper than shoes but i'm grateful to be here deeper than shoes i like i actually really like that when when we talk about all the time and everything that you've learned and, and obviously um and that's that latest snippet and in seeing the the representation uh problem that is going on uh, you've still despite it all you've you've accomplished so much so as you continue to get to new levels what's what's the next like what's in the future for you like what do you really want to work on because you've accomplished so much and you have like you said it's deeper than shoes but you you're living so many people's dreams right now so what's what's that end all go what's in the future man you know what 
I, I honestly wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to, to tell you that. Uh, I just don't know uh, because I find new reasons uh, and new purposes every single day, right? Mm. Uh, and, you know, I didn't plan on going this far with my skills. I, I was just writing about shoes in 08, 09, and I was just a, you know, a young ass kid, like trying to tap into an industry that I just had where it was passionate about and everything unfolded and the universe put me here. The universe said, you know what, man, we're going to give you a camera. You're going to make this shit look dope. Mm -hmm. You're going to create an aesthetic. You're going to create a visual blueprint. And this is what it is you're meant to do. And I didn't expect activations to come. I didn't expect to be working with like, you know, the amazing, wonderful people at Adidas, you know, like I didn't expect to be working with finish line. Right. I didn't expect to be working with like, these are things that just came about because I feel like I just put so much love and passion into my work, bro. Like it was, and it was unexpected. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect anything. So to for me to tell you like what do i see 10 five years down the road you know like <laughs> i am really just trying to make the best of my time on this earth with mm -hmm. what i can create and what i can make you know uh, i mean that's pretty much that's that's what it is <laughs> what makes you strange on purpose okay what makes me strange on purpose is my unwillingness to stay stagnant I love it, man. Well, where can people find you? Where can people find out more and, and follow your journey, Oscar? Uh, man, uh, just Oscar underscore Castillo is, uh, is my handle. Um, and Modern Notoriety is at Modern Notoriety is the other handle, but we get so many DMs on that. It's crazy. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, I'm here. Like, I'm a pretty low-key guy. I don't know why. I think it's because I've spent so much time in the lab just trying to create and perfect what I what I do I just never really kind of like I guess I never made my Instagram as personal I just post work but I'm I'm a pretty nice guy <laughs> well I appreciate you jumping down the strange on purpose podcast Oscar thank you for listening to the strange on purpose podcast as always if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes before please like review follow the podcast on instagram drop a review on apple or spotify or wherever you check us out helps the podcast grow immensely so i appreciate you i could not do this without you 